Yo, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. This is a podcast where we discuss movies, TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. On today's episode, we're going to discuss RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, the Joe Rogan controversy, a little bit of TV uh, that we've been watching lately, and much, much, much more. Okay, so the top thing we want to discuss is the whole Joe Rogan conspiracy slash controversy controversy that's going on. Um, and us as podcasters, I think that we should talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, say what we, we have in mind about about the subject. In fact, earlier this week, I did tweet that we were going to record this episode and I asked you know, the tweeters, if they wanted us to talk about something and one person tweeted that, that they wanted us to, to talk about that. So what's your intake when you, when you heard that? Uh, well to catch everyone up, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, think that's fantastic journalism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joe Rogan, uh, has a podcast. He, um, has a lot of people on his show who um, are believe in conspiracy theories about COVID, who believe mm-hmm. that the vaccine is isn't good, and you know every every, every stupid conspiracy theory you can think of, uh, without any you know scientific backing, without anyone coming on to be like, oh hey, I'm an actual doctor. That's not true. He just has he's just he's just spreading these rumors and and he you know la 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 well that's interesting. Um. So here's what happened. Uh, what's the guy's the guy's something name? Peterson? No. Um. The the singer who took his music off. Neil Young. Neil. I was about to say Neil Diamond. <laughs> uh, Neil Young decided to take his music off Spotify. Of in process of Joe Rogan spreading all these false things, and Joni Mitchell has has done the same. And Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, I read today, uh, both uh, survived polio as kids by being vaccinated. So they, it's something they feel passionate about, and I don't blame them. Uh, so what I think about it is, I completely agree, and I think it's ridiculous. I, I, you know, Spotify is supposedly going to put, uh, like a warning content warning or whatever in front of his show. And then Joe Rogan's pledging to have people, you know, from the other side on his show or, or something. I don't know. I, I feel like he's just trying to be a shock jock. I, I don't get him. I don't get him. You know, um, what do you think about it? I, I'm so for, you know, the First Amendment and expressing yourself. Um, And I don't mean to circle back to us being gay, but, you know, it is one thing that we fight for as people in the LGBT community is free expression and free of speech. And Joe Rogan, I don't know his his je ne sais quoi aspect. I feel like. You know, everyone sees him as a older jock brother or a jock uncle or some like dude in the family like that. And mm-hmm. he becomes relatable. 
And I don't remember him anything earlier than Fear Factor. I'm sure he was an MMA fighter before or something like that. He was on news radio back in the day. Is that a show? Yeah, it was uh, a show starring... um, Oh my gosh, what was the guy from SNL? Which one? (laughs) Uh, uh, he, He... his wife killed him, and then she killed herself. I don't know. Oh, shit. What's his fucking well, name? Um, and I don't understand the infatuation and the following that he has, aside from his knowledge of MMA fighting, because, you know, it seems like he does know about it. But then, you know, he can have all the guests he wants, but... I agree with having the other side as well. I feel like, yes, he's giving these platform, this platform of his to only a specific people who are not doctors, who are not nurses, who are not, you know, uh, people who study diseases and infection diseases and stuff like that. It's just this is this guy. He's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, my God. He's an anti-vaxxer. And he continues to, like, egg on the idea. Oh well, he'll, for the for the shock, like you said, they'll find they'll find a crazy ass doctor. You know what I mean? And it, they might have like a doctorate in like third degree psychology or something. But it's a doctor. Yeah, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Phil Hartman, by the way, that was it was Phil Hartman oh, on news radio. Okay. Um. <clears throat> but it's it's all I, I I think it's for ratings because who who hears about whatever the fuck Joe Rogan is saying, unless there's a controversy. Apparently the U S he's the number one podcaster in America and in the UK. But what I'm trying to say in that thing is like, I wish he would have started off with him being, you know, the mediator of both sides of the parties instead of just giving this one platform. And then he is telling people from his own ideas and his own minds, what he thinks COVID is and, and how to protect oneself of COVID if you want to protect yourself according to them. And I feel like that is a little bit of misinformation. But regardless of what you say, I feel like he should have the other aspect. And while I was at the gym this morning, I I read that or I saw that on TV that he said he pledges to, you know, have someone on the other side to balance it out. That that's something that he wish he could have done in the first place. But when you know that you're on the top, you're, you know, you're going to do whatever it takes to yep. get that, that play, that, that stream. Um, I think his job was probably threatened. That's why he made the statement. And, um, you know, sometimes people's jobs do need to be threatened to get, get to a point where, you know, where he, I don't think it's genuine is what I'm trying to say. None of that. None of oh, of his pledge of that. Like, is like, genuine. I think he will, but I don't think he wants to. I don't oh, yeah. think. I think he just wants to save his ass, which oh, is yeah. fine. You know, that's good. That's fine as long as you give the other side. You know, I I, I and I applaud. I mean, I, I don't even see like how it's okay to give like the the anti vaccine side if if it's just not not fucking true. I'm sorry. Why why do we entertain fucking idiots? Why do we fucking entertain idiots? Shock value. It pisses me it pisses me the fuck off. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Mama Rita said she listened to the podcast and she's like, "You use the f word a lot." Oh, Mama Rita, <laughs> hi. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mama Rita. I I'm I'm trying to to edit myself. 
<laughs> and I commend Joni Mitchell and Neil Young for doing what they did. Um, I hate the fact that there's people like in their 40s and 50s and they're like, who's Neil Young? Shut the fuck up. You know who, the, who Neil Young is. You know who Joni Mitchell is. I know. I hate people. Like but that. honestly, I'm waiting for the Taylors and the Adele artists and the Beyonce's to mm-hmm. join on it. And everyone is staying quiet, yo. All be... those celebrities are being hush hush because they know they make their millions and, and gazillions through those streamings. So. I, I, I feel weird think, because it's like how many I'm sorry, think about how many people would leave Spotify for another music music service if Beyonce left. Exactly. You know? That's exactly where I'm going. So, like where are these people who are for vaccine, who are for uh mask mandates or to protect themselves and booster shots? They're not joining Neil Young and, and Joni Mitchell on this. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, come so on. So maybe you know whatever. His, I feel like his pledge will is enough for them for now. We'll see what happens. I honestly don't give a shit about Joe Rogan. Neither do I. I you really know? don't. I don't understand the whole facade of or the whole hoopla of him. So that's what we think. Is it enough for us to delete Spotify in protest? I don't have Spotify to begin with. Um, you do. I do. But I, you pay for it through something else. Through don't you? Hulu. I get Spotify through Hulu, right. so Hulu gets my money. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, our podcast distributor distributes through through Spotify. Yeah. Will they? shut down or delete their account or whatever it is uh with spotify who knows um i just feel like when it comes to charity work or not charity work what's the word i'm looking for when when you do cause or when you fight for a cause or whatever um i feel like you know society gets very picky choosy and you can't like ban one thing and then be okay with another thing and Whatever. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's it's just it's, it's I believe in free free speech as well. It's just you're spreading false information that hurts people, you know? Yeah. Like a hundred percent of the people that were in you know, that went to the hospital when we had the last wave, the last wave were people that were unvaccinated, you know? Yeah. That's you know, that's not a lie. We're not making it up. It's not we're not like bullshitting you. It's true. You know, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a surgeon. But yes, I work at a hospital and I know what's going on. And to see that there is people who are taking up trauma beds because we are overflowed in the covid unit. Mm -hmm. We have to give up our trauma beds for covid patients who are not in any traumatic injury. They're just healthy people like you and me. Like, yeah, like you and me who just have COVID and we have to isolate them in a room. So then somebody gets into a freak accident, God forbid, into the high on the highway. And then they can't get a trauma bed because we have that COVID patient there. And if he just could have gotten just vaccinated, you know, he probably wouldn't even need to go to the hospital. He would have probably just isolated at home and just. Waited out the 10 days, but people are people. And my mom would always say, you know, for a world to be called the world, you have to have a little bit of everything. You know, the funny thing about the whole anti-vaxxing thing was up until COVID, 
the anti-vaxxers were the ultra, ultra, ultra liberals, you know, mm-hmm. like so far to the left, like Jenny McCarthy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like very earthy vegan, like this, this fucking weird ass shit. I with, never really thought about that. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, hmm. it was, it was our former president who, who kept, you know, pushing it off. Oh, that's just the liberals trying to, trying to, you It'll know, get to me. Go away. So, I mean, he created a fucking monster that he can't even control now because at his rallies, when he 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 mentions I got vaxxed and you should get vaxxed too, he gets fucking booed by his own supporters. So he can't even control what he what he created. Um. So yeah, we'll see. God help us. I'm sure he's gonna run again. I hope not, but we'll keep it will you be posted. the end of the United States if he wins. Good lord! But in the meantime, whatever happened to Baby Jane? That's a good question. Whatever happened? We to watched him? it. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I chose that. You chose it. Well, it came up, and and I'm like, finally, and and you thought I was being sarcastic, and you're like, what? And I'm like, I, I've been wanting to watch this for so long. Uh, okay, so do you want to talk about what it's generally about? Uh, yes, so Baby Jane, or what, whatever happened to Baby Jane, is a classic movie about these um, washed-up child celebrities that... Celebrity sisters who live their elderly lives together in a house. Um, one of them got into an accident... And it is a wheelchair bound upstairs on the second floor while the other one is, you know, lives and runs the whole house, basically. And as the story progresses, you'll see and realize how one of the sisters, the sister that was wheelchair bound, how did she get there? And how did they just end up where they are? Because you they do a lot of flashbacks of them right. as child actors. Yeah. And you see them, how they were and how they became famous and how they evolved into their adult life but man was it super fucking campy (laughs) um i think they thought they took themselves serious it's with betty davis and um joan collins and joan joan collins or joan crawford i'm sorry joan crawford okay joan collins is a little (laughs) early uh joan crawford and and betty davis and uh these two actresses are these iconic iconic women in film and they were together and there were rumors not rumors but there were stories that they didn't get along throughout this this filming in fact ryan murphy the creator of american horror story did a episode series of the feud they had and i think they were in in this in this filming as well yeah i you saw you know, it I don't know. I didn't watch it. Oh, I it. thought you did. I protested it uh, because Susan Sarandon was in it. Oh, she fuck. bugs me. Um, but what? yeah, I, it was like two hours, almost three hours long, and halfway through it, I was really done with it. <laughs> I wanted to turn it off, but I have this issue where I have trouble picking movies and TV shows. And I kept telling myself, no, I chose this. I want to finish this. And we're going to finish this in one sitting. And my God. I liked it. The fuck? It was, it was, <laughs> I liked it. It was a thriller. You know what I mean? It was, it reminded me of Misery. Have you ever seen Misery? A little Misery? bit. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Baby Jane, played by P- Bette Davis, uh, f- finds out that her sister, um, Vivian? 
I think so. Uh, was going to sell the house, move away, and put her somewhere. So she kind of loses her fucking shit. And she starts abusing the sister. She serves her sister her the bird. Her bird. A bird and then a rat. A rat, exactly. And she and she comes it, in and, and she's like, um, be careful with the mice upstairs. By the way, here's lunch. Yeah. And then it's the fucking rat. <laughs> yeah. But Bette Davis, I I I think she did an amazing job uh acting mm-hmm. because she would go from the psychotic to the the infantile sweet baby Jane. Oh my God! Yes, character. that was so creepy. I guess that's the only part out of nowhere. Part. You know, I I I liked it. It was super campy. Um, it was exactly what I was. Are you stopping it? Oh, sorry. It was exactly what I was expecting. You know, um, I don't know about the ending, but you know, that's for another conversation. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. She just she was just dancing. <laughs> She's like she had an audience. She all she wanted was an audience. She wanted that comeback. And they took her to the be- Oh my god, that was so odd. It, was, it yeah. was like an odd odd movie altogether. I personally could have lived without watching it. <laughs> I, um, I recommend I it. It's fine. on HBO Max. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Uh the few times that we don't ag- oh that we don't agree on a movie. Yeah, um It is what it is. So see it and check it out. Um last week I went to the Everglades with Brenda. Yay. I called that trip the Gemiglades because we're both Geminis. Oh. Everglades. Get it? So cute. (laughs) And we went to this place called Shark Valley. And Shark Valley is literally in the middle of the Everglades. And if you ever want to go and experience what it is to be out there, I suggest strongly to have... to visit the place it is about an hour north of where we live Mm -hmm. and it's basically a 15 mile uh road that extends deep into the swamp of the everglades it's a circle isn't it yes it's a loop uh so it's like eight miles one way and then seven miles back up and at the end of it it, it, there is a observatory where yeah. you go up and you see the entire vast openness of the Everglades. And honestly, Riz, I've never f- heard quiet or silence quite like it. Yeah, It is spectacular. We have to go. I have to take you. And you can only go to Shark Valley or experience Shark Valley uh, by walking by bike or by tram tour tram tour yeah they have like a tram and then you get on it and then they take you around oh cool Uh, i I did it uh about 20 years ago mm -hmm. excuse me early 20s i did it um with my friend and her mom and uh i remember the gators i remember the the observatory very cool i just remember but i mostly remember my butt hurting from biking that much I have issues with bikes. <laughs> it's a fun. And it's a fun. It's a long bike ride. It is. It's a fun experience to do it with friends. I suggest uh, the entrance is thirty dollars. Yeah. Which we didn't know when we got there. Was so... that was that per car or per person? Per car. No. Oh. If it was per person, I would have <laughs> turned back. <laughs> you turn. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and it's great. I, I suggest to bring like a bunch of snacks and picnics because at the end when at the observatory, there's like patches of grass where you can sit um, away from the gators. 
I suggest uh, for people who are traveling to Florida and want to go to the Everglades or want to see that side, I think this is a perfect time of year to go between January, February, because reptiles like crocodiles um, or gators, they like to go out and look for the sun or look for the heat. But since, you know, we're in the winter, uh, they can't find that in the water. See, in the summer, when you go out there, they don't need to find that. It's everywhere here in Florida. Yeah. So these gators are literally no lie inches away from you. Mm-hmm. Inches. And they're juve- from juvenile to full grown reptiles. Not only that, you see birds. No chance see... that they're going to like attack you though? No, they were all, mostly were all sleeping. They were on like off the side on a bed of grass and you can tell their eyes were closed. Yeah. Um, some were in the water, which were obviously further away uh, from us. Uh, but the ones that were on the land, they were really sleeping. Okay. Um, and it's cool. just a really great, great um, way to spend the day. It took us two. It took us two hours and fifty minutes to finish the whole thing, but it's twenty two dollars to rent the bike. I suggest to go, guys, do it if you if you have the chance and uh, have fun over there and tell us tell us what you think. Uh, but cool. when I went with Brenda to the Everglades, you saw Scream. Again, yeah, uh, uh, you know, a thing about Riz is that when a Scream movie comes out, he sees it multiple times in the theater. I've only seen this one twice, but I'm like, you know, you're gonna do your bike thing, you know, I'm gonna go see Scream again, and I did, and I really, I really liked it a little more this time. I think it's going up to like a a 4.3 to me from a 3.9, whatever. I'm gonna be honest with you, last when you rated that, I was really shocked how low you rated it. It, it was close good. to a four. It was close um, to a four. Did you see stuff that you didn't see before? There are a few things. I mean, there were a few things that um, that I was in tune to from the internet, you know? Yeah. So there was like a uh, an Easter egg with one of the characters from Scream 4 that I missed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, how, did, how, the, how the hell did I miss that? <laughs> there was a cute thing... Uh, with um, Gail Weathers on her new on her news station, where she's like, "And don't ever let me get bangs again," <laughs> or something, <laughs> or something, some line like that. And of course, that's in reference to her famous bangs from Scream Three. God, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it uh, a lot. Um, I think you know, initially going into it, I was just bummed because, like I said the legacy characters weren't the main characters. But if if had I gone into it knowing that or been being prepared for that, I would have enjoyed it and more. I really I really like the characters, the new characters, and I'm looking forward to sequels. Did Hopefully. you have a question for me? I did. I've been holding this question all week because I, I wanted to ask you while we were recording this episode. I want to take you back to Scream 1. Okay. Um and in the midst of Scream premiering, it was positively received. But did you, during the time of AOL, the chat rooms, the forums, did the older uh, horror fans gave it a bad rap? And do you remember any of that? Um, where you hear, for example, fans from Freddy, from classic 
uh, horror movies, Freddy, Jason, that that Scream was not a horror movie. It wouldn't be categorized into us, into our our cult of circle of horror people. Um, um, did, did you? Not really. Um, I I don't remember any of that. I, I do remember they mark they didn't market it, market it as a horror movie. They marketed it as a thriller, um, which uh, I thought was interesting. It is a horror movie, you know. It's mm-hmm. bloody gore killing, you know, blah, as they say in uh, Scream Four. Uh, I don't remember any of that. No. Okay. Well, I mean, the reason why is because I was reading a thread on Twitter about Scream fans and their experience with those uh, classic. Well, yeah, classic or more classical horror fans, villains. The old fans. Yeah, and okay. how in that era they were dogging Scream and not being as acceptance in their circle of horror. Well, you film. know, let me tell you, Scream revi- at the time Scream revitalized horror. You know. Uh, at you know, what was the last Michael Myers movie that came out that did shitty, or the last Freddy movie that did shitty? You know, they were basically done at that point. Mm-hmm. And then after Scream came out, they they Kevin Williamson wrote Halloween H two O, which was huge. You know, okay. Um, and then you know it kind of went away again, and then all of the. Uh, well, we can go on <laughs> all of all of the the stupid Annabelles and and oh uh, paranormal God. paranormal activity uh, revitalized whatever it is. I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, that's all I wanted to ask you. I thought you were going to ask me if I knew any of the major spoilers going in to to the original Scream, which I actually did know one of them. Which was, uh, well, there was. A VH1, this was the first time I heard of Scream. Uh, I was watching VH1 and it was uh, Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell talking. And Nev Campbell's like, yeah, it's 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 a, new, it's a new horror movie. It comes out like next week or something. And it basically starts off with Drew Barrymore and she gets killed. And, and it's like, that was the big spoiler. I'm like, oh, okay. So I knew oh, that she was going to die. But still, I remember, you know the intensity of that scene my just my heart beating out of my chest you know that 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 is such a an iconic scene um, i really hope it does well it does well the the movie has surpassed 100 million dollars worldwide it dethroned spider-man no way home for just three weeks and then uh, no for one week and then or for one week took back over, <laughs> which then, is fine you know but still there, you there'll, know. there'll be a sequel uh there will be a sequel and, and i have i have like shit running around in my head of what what it could be of um because having this character samantha who um has like the psychotic tendencies yes from her her familial lineage yeah uh that could it open puts up in like so such such a layer, uh, yep. for what where they can go and what they can do. So I'm very interested in seeing what they could do because you know the next movie we're just gonna sit there and be like it's probably just gonna Samantha the whole time yeah. and that and, and they're gonna play off of that, yeah. which will be fun. Yeah. It will be a lot of fun. And then you know, well, I'm not gonna get too much too too far into it. Nah. <laughs> so no, nah. we'll see as a. As or 
we'll roll with the punches. Yeah, it's just the wait, man. It drives me crazy. Yeah. It's like by the time they they announce it, it's going to be another two fucking years before we see shit. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. So season 14 of RuPaul Drag Race premiered a couple weeks ago. And with it, we were uh, shocked by one of the cast members, uh, Maddie Morphis's is a cisgender straight male drag performer and it got a lot of mixed reviews on the social medias uh because a lot of people feel like there could have been a that spot could have been for uh someone within the lgbtq community because of so much that we have fought for to get to this space of safe safetyness and this space of free expression and and individuality without being judged a lot of the fans feel like that could have been for you know one of our people and i don't mean to and i'm air quoting because i don't want to sound exclusive um what did you think when you found out that a cisgender straight man was joining the the cast um well, I'll tell you what I thought before. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I was okay with it. You know, I'm fine with inclusion. You know, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of heterosexual men that are going to be rushing to be on RuPaul's Drag Race because <laughs> this one guy was on it. You know, it's still, you know, our community has fought for inclusion. Who are we to, like, turn around and exclude anyone? Just like RuPaul had a lot of flack back in the day. When she said she wasn't going to have any transgender uh, people contestants on contestants. the show, and since then she's had several uh, transgender uh, female and one transgender male, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm still waiting on a cisgendered female who is gonna be a female impersonator, a hag. <laughs> That'd be interesting, you know. And and then afterwards, I find him very distracting. You know, like, it's not a normal season to me. I hope they vote him out soon because, you know, during the last lip sync battle, you're watching all the queens lined up in the background while they're doing their lip sync thing. And they're all dancing and singing. He's just standing there with a stern look on his face like, what am I doing here? In an alternate universe, that's how, like, straight people would live if we were predominantly LGBT. Yeah. So, like, that's like a weird, like, mirror that we're looking into. But I found it distracting because I was just looking at him. It's like this. But that's probably what straight people see when they see that one gay, gay guy, guy. <laughs> in fucking a show. And they're like, the gay guy is distracting. He has yeah. too much lip gloss or whatever. I, because, I you know, it. they they stereotype us. Otherwise, you know, um, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with inclusion. Uh not a big deal. I hope he doesn't go that far because he's distracting. <laughs> I'm, what about you? I'm very indifferent. I I do understand where a lot of the, the fans online are coming from. I yeah. feel like, you know, there's a lot more people that are more deserving and more qualified to be in that spot than him. Do I hate on his art and his style and his drag? Absolutely not. I, I don't at all. I'm sure he's a great performer. Um, and looking past that, judging with the rest of the girls, I 
I do understand what you mean that he's distracting. I don't see that he's up to par with the queen as far as the clean, clean, cleaningness. That's cleanliness. Hard for, okay. Yeah. And the sharpness and the aesthetics of their fashion or their walk or whatever. So he's a filler queen. Um, he could be a filler queen, and I wouldn't be surprised if he'll be back for for an all star. But I really feel like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you said, a, a cisgender female drag queen would have been interesting because those were our first allies, right. the females. The um, A lot of people online have been saying, you know, a female drag king, which doesn't make any sense that doesn't to the make show. Sense. I'm sorry. Like, it would have to be a different show because... Yeah. You know, it's you're judging people on one thing. You can't, you know, bring a male impersonator um, in, and and like it would be unfair. Kennedy you know? Davenport was a bit uh, when she did the snatch game as Little Richard. Michelle Visage was like, "That's bold," but it mm-hmm. worked. Yeah, and Milky, I think his name Milk. Milk got uh, milk. No, no, got Mick. No. Milk from one of the season was running down the runway or walking down the runway dressed as RuPaul, but as male RuPaul, not as drag queen. I like that. And that was risky as well. But and Michelle Vassar says, hey, you know, this is a drag queen performance. So having a drag queen would be an oxymoron. Yeah. Um and uh, the cast as a whole, I feels like they are really good. I feel like it's a very solid cast. Anyone I, standing out to you yet? Um, Angeria, uh, I like her. Which one is that? That's the one from Atlanta. She does her makeup with the nose really uh, sharp. The sharp, sharp nose, yeah. Um, they're editing her to like. You can tell she's going to go far. The I like Nigeria, and I guess that's the only one that's really sticking out to me. How about you? I can't remember any of them. It's too early. There's been, what, three two, episodes? Two, yeah, three episodes. Yeah, so I, can't, I honestly can't remember any of them. Yeah. Um. What do we have coming up this week? Uh, or this month, actually. Um. We have, soon we'll have a guest on our podcast, Adele. Uh, we're going to be talking about parenting while COVID. Hello. <laughs> oh, if that would have been that Adele, <laughs> I would have, I, I would die. Um, oh, they canceled. She canceled her Vegas re- residency. Yes. Completely. That's sad. That's really sad. I feel, feel bad for her, but we're you know. seeing uh, Bjork next week, which we're... is more in line of Riz. <laughs> mm, what, what I do for love. I think, I think, well, I mean, I wasn't. I you know I like Adele, but I would not have seen her live if not for you. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. I definitely would not have seen Lady Gaga if not for you. <laughs> so I think you're I think you're gonna like it because it's 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 I'm not going... just it's not just a concert. It's not just music. It's she puts on a fucking show. She I'm... has these insane costumes, and I'm really excited about it because I feel like this is gonna be it's gonna be like a once in a lifetime thing to see her. Oh yeah, I'm going in with a open mind completely. I I I make fun of it, but I'm really excited to see Bjork. We also have Alanis Morissette the following month. Yeah, uh, Alanis two years in a row, like freaking ten dollar tickets at some Miami Beach thing they're doing. I don't yeah, know. that's I don't, a, I don't know why. Wherever or... you found that, <laughs> kudos and awesome job. 
And we're also going to be a guest on the LGBT chat podcast. And we're going to review the movie Encanto with them. So stick around to see when the episode will air. Yeah, we're excited about that. Also, uh, oh, go, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. We watched Encanto. Uh, you have to watch it again because you fell asleep. I really liked it. Yes, I fell asleep not because I found it boring. I think that day I was extremely exhausted. Yeah, sorry. I was really, really tired. So I do want to rewatch it to just you know make sure that I understand what's it about. Another thing I'm excited about is kayaking with your brother and Barbara next month at the Keys again. To have an ear. Yes. Hell I'm yeah. really excited about that and I'm excited to show them. I want us to do like this little picnic in that little island, bring some empanadas. I'll probably do some empanadas. Mm. Um and and yeah. Man, now I'm hungry. <laughs> no, I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Anything you want to to say else? Uh nothing I can think of at the moment. Uh you I'm enjoying Golden Place more than I thought I would. Um you know, not as much as the original show. I wish I feel like they could have probably just continued on without Dorothy. Like you mentioned, they could have just had like a new roommate every week that just doesn't work out. Would, yes. would have been a running gag. That would have been amazing. But it is what it is. I you know I'm enjoying. Uh, they're they're kind of making or they for this show they made Rose a little smarter mm-hmm. compared to the old show, and she is basically. Uh, first build now you know a betty white which is you know that they originally were going to release it in celebration of her 100th birthday and which they did but you know she passed away um i'm liking it and we started watching new girl yes we did we saw the first episode it was quite quirky Yes, Zooey Deschanel. <laughs> yes, that's her. Uh, the SNL skits uh, are not over exaggerating about her. No, they're she not. She is special. I, but I like the show. I like the cast a lot. Uh, unfortunately, um, that was the last you're going to see of Coach for at least a while. I mean, he may come back because he had he he shot the pilot. Uh, Damon Wayans Jr. shot mm-hmm. the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his other show, which I think was Happy Endings, got picked up for a second season. So he ended up going there, but they decided not to um, like reshoot, reshoot it or, yeah. with a new with a new actor playing the character. They just they decided to write him off, you know, just in case to bring him back. And they just might bring him back in the future. Well, well fingers crossed. Guys, this is the end of the episode. I want to thank you for tuning in and pressing play. You can continue with the fun over at Press Play AR on Instagram. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. Uh, it's been fantastic spending time with you guys this week. Um, I always enjoy it. Do you? Absolutely. Uh, you can also email us any questions or anything you want with, at Press Play. Or excuse me. <laughs> go Press Play 2 at gmail.com. That's Go Press Play the number 2 at gmail.com. Once again, thank you. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.